Long Beach Sermons, visit us at citychurchlongbeach.org. Uh, Merry Christmas. Yeah, it's so good to see you. Uh, friends on Zoom, we're uh, so glad that you're with us tonight. Welcome. Welcome, welcome, uh, and everyone who's here. Uh, there are definitely some more seats. You might have to sort of scooch in a little bit here, and there's a row up here in the front um, that's got some space. If you'd like to sit, you're more than welcome to. Um, and we're just so glad everyone's here. Uh, just a couple of housekeeping issues. Well, first, uh, I'm Bill White. I'm one of the co-pastors here at City Church. So if I haven't met you, um, you probably haven't been around very long because I love to meet people. So, uh, and I would love to meet you. So welcome. And uh, City Church, we're a radically welcoming community on the journey towards Jesus, joining him in the renewal of all things. And we get to celebrate that tonight. So uh, there are bathrooms for those who need them. There's one inside the auditorium immediately up the steps. And there's another one right out here, uh, that brown door, uh, if you need those. And with that, I'd like to invite up our other fearless co-pastor. Welcome up, Brenna Rubio. Oh, and Asha Rubio. Oh, two of my favorite Rubios. This is amazing. Let's be honest, there are a lot of us to choose from. <laughs> there, there are some pretty good Rubios out there. That is true. We do, we have some good Rubios. Hey friends, it is so good to be with you this Christmas Eve. Um, yeah, I know probably a lot of us are bringing in quite a few emotions tonight, whether it's relief, joy, some of us even some sadness. All of that is welcome here. Uh, and, and to help us get into that place, I was going to ask the kids uh, if they would, would help us just by engaging a special time of prayer. And that's why Asher agreed to come up and be my helper today, um, because the kids are gonna follow along with what Asher is doing as the kids, as we all together get to lead the adults in prayer. Because let's be honest, right kids? Like the adults do not always know how to do things, like pray. And sometimes kids are actually a little bit stronger at this. They're actually a little bit easier sometimes for the kiddos just to, to connect with the depths of who they are and, and be open to what God might have for them. And so what we're going to do is I'm going to read out loud a prayer, and it is called a body prayer. And what I and Asher are both going to try and do is to also use our bodies as we pray. Kiddos, you are invited to stand up wherever you are, whether you're at home, whether you're here sitting in the chairs, and do the motions along with us. Adults, of course, you're invited to as well, but I know some of you get a little embarrassed a little more easily than the kids do. So if you just want to enjoy the kids doing this body prayer, but kids, would you stand up with me? If you were here with your parents, would you stand so you can help the adults pray tonight? All right, here's where we're going to start with. We're gonna start by putting our hands over our hearts and we're just gonna take a few deep breaths. So Asher, you can show along as well. Some hands over your heart. This is a prayer to the God who loves us. A deep breath in and a deep breath out. It's a prayer to the God who loves me. A deep breath in and a deep breath out. God, be in my head and in my understanding. God, be in my eyes and in my seeing. God, would you be in my ears and in my hearing? God, be in my mouth and in my speaking. God, be in my heart and in my feeling. 
God, be in my legs and in my moving. God, be in my hands and in my touching. God, be in my life and in my journeying. Amen. Kiddos, you did awesome. Thank you so much. And thanks, Asher, for being willing to do this up front. Asher has also agreed to help us read scripture. Tonight, we have been in a whole sermon series where we have been thinking about the spiritual life as journey, as pilgrimage. And the passage that we're looking at tonight, this Christmas Eve, is no different. But again, kids, I'm going to need your help because this passage, it talks about Jesus in kind of a funny way. Because usually when we talk about Jesus, we say something like, Jesus, right? Well, this passage instead talks about Jesus as the Word. And that can feel a little confusing over and over again. The Word, the Word, the Word. Who are they talking about? And so every time Oster says the Word while he's reading, what we need the kids to help us do is to yell out, Jesus. All right, we're going to practice. The Word. Jesus. Okay. All right, so Asher is going to read scripture for us. And here at City Church, we actually love to stand in honor of God and God's word. So if you, at home, feel free, be mellow, whatever you want to do. But at home, your parents still need you to help. Tell them it means Jesus when Asher says the word. In the beginning was the word. Jesus. And the word Jesus. was with God. And the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all humankind. The light shines into the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. The word Jesus. becomes become flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who comes from the Father, full of grace and truth. People of God, this is the word of God. Thanks, thanks be to God. Thanks, Asher. Hey, and kids, thanks to all of you. If you didn't see it yet, there are craft kits in the back uh, near the table that has the communion and the candles and all that good stuff. So any parents, any kiddos, if you want a craft kit, you are welcome to pick one up. Uh, that was fantastic. So what a great prayer and what a great reading. Really glad to be with some kids tonight. So um, mine are a little bit bigger. So I'm not sure they were yelling out Jesus. I couldn't, couldn't hear them. Um, but uh, so as we talk about this passage tonight, it can kind of you know, this stuff about the word and in the beginning and the word was this and making that and, you know, nothing has been made that has been made without the word. It can sound a little bit esoteric, like a little bit out there, a little bit kind of encoded religious language. And I was thinking a little bit about how sometimes this is what happens uh, with churches is that we have this really we have these funny ways of speaking, and we, when we look at the Bible, we kind of accumulate all of this kind of religiosity in some ways. And it doesn't always help us feel connected to God. In fact, a lot of times it makes us feel like God's far away. And so recently, I, uh, I'm part of a Bible study on Tuesday nights with some friends here, and 
we were doing this Bible study. We decided to do it a little bit differently. I'd never heard of anyone doing a Bible study this particular way. And it, it's probably not the right way to do a Bible study, but it's what we did. Um, and we decided to, when we decided to look at the Bible, we decided to look at every, in this particular passage, we're in this book called Philippians, uh, we decided to look at every word that was a trigger for us. Every word that made us cringe. And just to talk about that, that's all we talked about all night, was the cringe words. And so there were things like obey, and should, and even like Christ, and, and some of these other things where Paul was telling these people to do some things. And we laughed so hard, right? Because like no one had ever gone to a Bible study, particularly with a pastor, where all you looked at was the things that triggered you and the things that you don't like. And it was actually super fun because we realized, man, all this, like there are all these layers that have been heaped on top of our connection with God. And the Bible is definitely a piece of that. And it hasn't helped us. It's actually pushed us away, making us feel like God is even more distant, harder to connect to, not part of our world. And I think somehow that's what a lot of us come to church with, maybe even tonight. Uh, whether here in person or on Zoom, that it feels inaccessible. And sometimes it feels like it's pushed God further away rather than bring God close. Yeah, so thinking about that, acknowledging that has been reality for so many of us. That's the reality of our stories. It's so interesting to come to a passage like this that on the one hand uses phrases like the word that do kind of make God sound sort of far off and inaccessible and just weird, right? That doesn't sound cuddly, like I want to pray to the word, right? Um, that doesn't have flesh, skin and bones to it. But there are other words that this passage uses to describe Jesus as well, right? As light life, flesh, the one who has come to be right here with us. There's this popular translation uh, of the Bible that actually takes this, this verse and says, Jesus moved into the neighborhood. He just, he just wanted to be close, right here with us. Um, so I think about this, this whole series we've done on journey, on pilgrimage, uh, and, and the way we've defined pilgrimage has been a journey with a holy purpose to a place of spiritual significance. And it was so fun looking at all the different stories and going like, oh, they're all pilgrimages. All of these classic Christmas stories that we're all used to, you know, Mary going to Elizabeth and Mary and Joseph traveling to Bethlehem and the shepherds heading to Bethlehem and the wise men going to seek after the star. All of these stories are fundamentally stories of a pilgrimage, a holy journey to a place of spiritual significance. But this weird little passage that we read tonight, it's actually a story of pilgrimage too. And in this story, Jesus is the one who's on the move. Jesus is the one who's going from far off to right here in the neighborhood. And for me, when I think about that, when I'm like, well, what that seems to logically imply is that there is something here on this earth even right here in this space that's of spiritual significance 
And that's different than I heard it a lot of the times growing up. There was this sense of Jesus coming to a world that was just ruined and people who were just hopeless. And, you know, I mean, he was willing to kind of like, you know, pinch his nose and get close, you know, while he had to, right? So we could fix the place up. But what, what this idea of pilgrimage does to me is Jesus actually thinks we're amazing. Jesus actually thinks you're worth traveling a distance for. You're worth doing, doing anything for. That you're actually, before you ever take even one step on your own spiritual journey, you're loved, you're seen, you're valued, you're beloved. There's a poem um, that both Bill and I have appreciated. And it came to mind as we were thinking about this tonight, this idea that we get to start our own pilgrimages, our own spiritual journeys from the, the basic knowledge that Jesus already thinks we're amazing. Jesus was already willing to come to us, even to be born as a tiny baby. The poem is called Beloved is Where We Begin by Jan Richardson. If you would enter into the wilderness, do not begin without a blessing. Do not leave without hearing who you are. Beloved, named by the one who has traveled this path before you. Do not go without letting it echo in your ears. And if you find it hard to let it into your heart, do not despair. That is what this journey is for. Thanks, Brenna. Um, we are gonna actually hear briefly from a friend of ours who is gonna share a little bit about her journey. So if I could have Eva Herrera come join us. Welcome up, Eva. Come on now. Thank you so much for your courage and sharing with us tonight. Can so I, yeah, you can take that. Yeah. Yeah. No. Well, you'd probably rather see her face. <laughs> see, isn't that better? We see your face. It's so nice. Um, so Eva, how long? So you're like a veteran now around City Church, right? You've been here a long time. Apparently, four months is a long time. <laughs> I heard like two, three months you start going in Zoom and you graduated and stuff. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. And here you are. So, so you've been here like four months, five yes. months, something like it. Four months. Right. And why did you come? Uh, we we've been looking for a church. I am new to the uh, religion, to Christianity, and we are going to this mega church first in the beginning of the year and. It just turned us off when they talked about pretty much how they didn't accept gay and my, my brother is, um, he's gay. So it just turned me off and we've been searching and my husband found this place online. So we finally came in August. And was it scary to show up that first time? Uh, at a school? Yeah. <laughs> a little weird, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and here we are like on Christmas Eve sitting under like, <laughs> the 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 lovely school lighting yeah. outside so um so tell us a little bit about your spiritual journey because it seems to me so eva is one of those people in that tuesday night bible study um she we call we don't call them victims we call them survivors um 
And so she's made it through this fall, but it seems like there's been this increasing sense of you connecting with God, feeling like God actually cares about you. Is that, is, am I reading that right? Oh yeah, totally, totally. Uh, I was uh, raised Catholic and believe that there were punishment for doing bad things. So my parents raised us as that, but I never really practiced any of it, except maybe one every t 10 years go church on Christmas or something, but that's, that's as far as it goes. Um, yeah, and um, I think I've talked to a few people here. Uh, we did um, experience two pregnancy losses last year. So the first pregnancy loss, I was very upset. And my husband's always, he's, he's raised Christian, so he's always hoped to convert me. Um, Although he wasn't like a big church guy, was he? No, he did, He never pushed. He said okay. that when I was ready, yeah. he would okay. hope. He was hoping. Okay. I actually didn't find that out till right after we got married that he was Christian. Even Christian? Okay. Yeah, there, there I had go. no idea. I was like, wow, this is news to me. We've been together <laughs> for like four years. <laughs> and he was like, oh, I don't want to push you because he knew there like I was like into science and logic and stuff. So he was like, uh, I'll wait. You know, yeah, there's going to be a time. So. <laughs> All right, so I'm sorry to interrupt your story. I'm sorry. So okay, so um, after the first loss, I kind of asked him, I was like, if there is a God, is this him punishing me for not believing? Oh like, gosh. you know, so I was, um, I was very upset. Yeah. And then a few months later, I got pregnant again. So I asked him to lead us in prayer. So every night when, I, when we found out I was pregnant the second time, we prayed for, we prayed for a healthy baby. Didn't happen. <laughs> but instead of being angry and upset, I was more accepting. And that's where I feel like I started to open myself, open my heart, not just my mind, but open my heart into the, um, okay, we prayed for a healthy baby and God took the baby away in like less than a week or two that's a sign that it wasn't a healthy baby. So that was November of last year. And we've been looking and we've been reading books, science versus religion, this and that. Like I had questions. Cause I was like, when I hear Christian, I hear like racist, but Bible thumpers, but anti-gay. So he kind of veered that, that thought and that image that I had of Christianity away. And it's now, instead of with Catholicism, if you do this, you'll go to hell kind of thing. But with Christianity, he taught me that God loves everybody. God loves you. He is accepting. And, and so, did you, would you say you felt that in some ways? I did. Yeah, I did. I felt it. Like I knew hindsight, the first pregnancy loss, I was like, I couldn't. I couldn't see that, but now looking back, it's like, okay, God has a story for everybody. You may not know it or understand it just yet, but yeah. um, if it wasn't for the pregnancy losses, I wouldn't have yeah. been here. I wouldn't be yeah. here right now. I wouldn't be a Christian. Yeah. So. I mean, there's so many layers, right? Yeah. Like how to tease all, like how does God work and is that God and the mm -hmm. sadness, but then also good things are, are growing in you in multiple ways. So, yeah. yeah. So now we're five months pregnant. 
and this is the longest. Yeah, yeah, which is a gift. Yeah, we're grateful for that. And we're grateful for you. Grateful and, for you. <laughs> yeah, and you know, Eva would say that, uh, and she shared this at our last, uh, on Tuesday night when we had kind of our Christmas celebration, that, you know, it's, it hasn't always been easy for you to open your heart. No. no. Right? I mean, that with, with family, with friends, with other people, and yet here you are, you've made so many friends here. And mm -hmm. it seems like you've somehow even made God to be your friend. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. It's really beautiful. So thank you. Thanks for sharing a little bit of your story with us tonight. <laughs> thank you. So, yeah, I'm sure. so glad I didn't cry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can shake that there. Um, so I want to close by reading the second half of that poem and just kind of let it sit with us. Um, you know, as, as we go on our journeys, it is hard to figure it out. The suffering, the sadness, the loss, the gain, the joys. And we find God and we lose God. This is part of our journeys for each of us, for each of us. And, and as we go on those journeys, um, I guess my heart for us is that we might somehow experience a God who is journeying towards us. So here's the second half of that poem. I cannot promise this blessing will free you from danger, from fear, from hunger or thirst from the scorching of sun or the fall of the night. But I can tell you that on this path, there will be help. I can tell you that on this way, there will be rest. I can tell you that you will know the strange graces that come to our aid only on a road such as this that fly to meet us bearing comfort and strength, that come alongside us for no other cause than to lean themselves toward our ear and with their curious insistence, whisper our name, beloved, beloved, beloved. 